Well, recently you would have heard of doctors in Surrey Memorial Hospital's emergency room sending an open letter to government and the public calling the situation in BC's most busiest emergency room a crisis. Now, in the letter, the doctor said that the public are not aware of the unsafe conditions in the emergency room and that patients were dying preventable deaths at SMH. Now, physicians did not include their names in that letter. Well, today, one of those doctors is speaking out publicly. Dr. Urbane Ip is an emergency room physician at Surrey Memorial. He has also served as the medical director of the hospital from 2002 to 2010. He is also a clinical assistant professor at UBC. Today, he is sharing the story of emergency room doctors at Surrey Memorial Hospital. Dr. Ip, thank you for joining us today. Nice to be with you. Uh, Doctor, can you describe what the emergency room looks like today as a physician and what you are seeing and what you are hearing and what you're up against? So um, I worked uh, with the uh, Surrey emergency uh, for a long time, since 1992, 30 years. That's a long time. And um, I must say that that Surrey emergency, you know, for for the, all the experience I have with Surrey, we always have congestion. We never not have congestion. We always have people waiting for bed uh, in the uh, uh, when we admit them, waiting for them to see the doctor, uh, waiting to go up to the ward. So why is um, what is the crisis now? What is the difference? Now, can I, uh, um, Jazz, can I explain to you what the normal process of admission is? Absolutely. Like when you, so when you, you know, the normal process is, let's say somebody have a pneumonia, they come in and they triage and depends on how sick they are, they, they might go into the emergency within minutes and uh, because they're so sick and the uh, emergency physician see them in appropriate area, in the appropriate uh, place, and, um, and, and do the emergency care, uh, decided to admit them to hospital. Uh, we call the admit, admitting doctor. Most of the time it's called hospitalist, and the hospitalist is a house doctor that admit them to the ward. And then the emergency physician um, has finished their job. Uh, and assuming that uh, patient is going to be taken care of, go to the ward, and he go and see the next patient. That's the, the best scenario. So um, explain why suddenly the escalation of crisis. Um, now, a good day in the hospital is 90% occupancy, meaning 90% of the beds are being occupied. Um, we, but most of the time in Surrey, we have over 100% occupancy. But that's, that's, we, we cope with that all the time. Um, the main problem over the last many months is we're having um, so-called uh, house doctor shortage. Like the hospital is, is a negotiating contract with the, with the province or with Health, Fraser Health. Uh, plus, they don't have enough um, um, human resources to, to, um, to fill all the shift uh, that, that, that they need to fill. So um, you understand majority of the admitted patients are taken care of by these hospitalists who take care of them throughout the patient's stay. Now, the combination of these two problems 
not enough acute care bed, which we always have, mm-hmm. but with not enough hospitals escalated this crisis to a boiling point. How long, so have, doctors, the, how long have doctors been raising this issue with administration? So, so this problem um, has been uh, escalated to the leadership probably since, um, you know, when COVID, when the COVID um, 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 epidemic kind of winding down. So it's been months and months uh, that we've been escalating to the leadership um, that we, we tell the leadership that uh, 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 we have congestion, um, we have sick patients that is being admitted to the hospital and the sick patient after being admitted not able to go to the ward because the hospitalists cannot see them for 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. They have nobody to take care of them other than the nurses. And the nurses are excellent. And it ends up that there's two problems. When they cannot go to the ward, you know what happened. These patients will be lingering in the emergency department and we cannot see new sick patients. Now you can imagine, as these emergency physicians, when they go home and they go home and they are worried about their patient being, which they be admitted to the hospital, that some of them will not be seen for 48 hours. And never mind about the medical legal uh, aspect that they are still the only physician that have seen them, but they are worrying about the patient. It's not a good feeling. It's, uh, you know, they have physicians that keep calling the hospital, how is my patient, how is my patient. That's a terrible scenario. And, and the morale of this group of physicians is right on the bottom right now. Uh, since this story broke, are you seeing any new uh, programs, any new attempt by uh, administration or the Ministry of Health to improve the situation for uh, emergency uh, doctors? So we know that, like, emergency physicians would know that this is a complex problem. The problem, to, to solve this problem, um, we need hospitals. There's no other other way, but we, we, we can deal with the, well, I, I shouldn't say, we, the congestion is one thing, but we need people. We need people. So they need to finish with the, you know, negotiating the contract with the hospitalists so that they can hire uh, hospitalists uh, to, to, so that these patients will be taken care of within hours of, uh, after they admitted. That's the only solution. And, 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 and now there's no such solution coming. But regardless, we understand that. I think the, the physicians are very smart. They know that it's not easy to be a medical administration. These are, if these are easy problems to solve, it's already been solved. So it's, it's very complex. But the physicians want to be transparent with the public. The problem is that, uh, for instance, when the emergency physician want to make a poster to displace in the waiting room of the emergency um, to say that, to tell the public that we are experiencing critical staffing shortage and congestion, wait time might be significant delay, please be patient. 
the poster was not allowed by the Fraser Health leadership. For instance, another example, a few ER physicians have been recommended because they, are, they document in the patient chart that they say because of resource restraint, they might be compromised care. They, they want to document it to protect themselves and they get recommended. So now I know that leadership or the CEO said there's no get order given by the leadership regarding no, not to communicate with, to the public. They, she, nobody said that, nobody have a get order. But I do remember at one point that one of the VP told the physician that I don't want you guys to go to the public without going through Fraser Health uh, Communication Department. And they say that we will have a media campaign to tell the public. But so far, there's, I don't see, nobody see any media campaign, campaign to, um, it's not realized. That campaign is not coming. So that really forced that, that group of physicians to send out that letter that you all have read. Mm -hmm about warning the public the crisis that we have. We are speaking to Dr. Urbane Ip. He's an emergency room physician uh, in Surrey, uh, filling us in on some of the challenges uh, doctors there are, are dealing with, significant challenges, which is impacting, obviously, their uh, ability to provide care uh, for uh, patients. Uh, Dr. Ip, um, you were going through some of the challenges that physicians have been dealing with for a long time. Is part of the problem just the fact that Government has not stayed up with population growth as well in Surrey. I mean, if you compare the city of Vancouver and all the hospitals they have, yeah. from St. Paul's to Vancouver to Children's to Women's, uh, and compared to what Surrey has, that this has been part of the problem that governments, uh, through many, many yeah. years, have just not stayed up with the population growth in Surrey. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, South of the Fraser River, we are always uh, doing catch up. I don't think Syria have enough sewage pipe <laughs> to serve the population, uh, and and it's just that um, uh, uh, the bed base, like per thousand people, I think we are way, uh, we are really uh, quite a bit lower than than coastal health. Um, we need to to catch up. I mean, I'm I live in Syria. And I work in the Surrey Hospital. I have lots of loyalty to the hospital. I love this hospital. I was the medical director of the hospital. I was the clinical director of the emergency. Um, and I was, and now I'm, I'm just a physician so working in the hospital and, and in the community. And I have a lot of doubt, um, and I have a lot of worries if I have to send my loved one to the hospital right now. And that's not a good feeling. That's a terrible feeling uh, when I cannot rely on my own um, hospital that's serving my own community. Um, I, need to, I think we need the government to really, really catch up on the funding, especially, for instance, in Surrey, if you have an MI, if you have a heart attack, you have to send them somewhere to get the best care, and that's not right. And I really think that the government have to have to uh, catch up. What convinced you to speak up? I mean, I know doctors sent out that letter, but uh, you're actually making yourself available. You are very passionate about this issue. What convinced you that you need to speak out? Well, I think 
Well, the group of physicians that I work with is an unbelievable uh, group of physicians. They are compassionate, they are dedicated uh, uh, to their patient and to the hospital. Uh, they love their job. But to, it's not easy to speak out and individuals say that, you know, I'm worried that, you know, they might be, you know, uh, I'm making, you know, leadership might be mad at me and something might happen to me. They are afraid of their job. Um, I know, I know that might not be true. Uh, so I said that, look, I've worked in here for 30 years. Um, I, uh, I'm at the end of my career, but I, I'm not retiring yet. And I really love this hospital. And I said, I'll be, I'll be the face of, of, of the group and, and come and talk to you, Jeff, mm -hmm. about this. And I thank you for, for the forum you gave me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Ip, uh, one quick question here. So obviously the immediate need is more hospitalists. What what final words would you want to say to our elected officials? Because ultimately that's where it's going to, the, the real will has to come from to make these changes. What would you want to say to them directly? Please make everything possible to attract more physicians to Surrey Memorial Hospital and and make sure the funding uh, increase your funding so that we can have a full service for our citizen. Dr. Ip, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jeff.